going into my third season, I was trying to figure out like, what am I gonna do? And then one day, uh, Tony Romo, he had like a fresh set of irons just sitting in his locker. And then I went up to him like, yo, like we should play golf sometime. Mind you, I haven't played in a while. I didn't know how good Tony was. Obviously we know Tony's a really good golfer. And like, he looked at me and was like, bro, I never play with you. Like you don't play. And that was that was just the motivation I needed. Like just the way he kind of said it. You know how we are. You know what I'm saying? We're competitive. Like what? Like, like you ain't gonna play with me. And then, dude, as soon as as soon as that happened, I went on Nike Elite, bro. Ordered me some clubs. Started getting lessons, and that was it. That was so. That was 2016. I was 26, and so now I'm 33. So. and welcome back to the world famous par 3 podcast i am one of your hosts Stephen malvin we've got my man jr smith ben baller is on the golf course and today we have a wonderful guest the one and only bryce butler what's happening what's happening what's happening welcome to the first team welcome to the first I'm, team I'm, fi- I'm finally on the first team with my dogs i'm excited to be here appreciate it absolutely dog what's going on brother and nothing man literally just got back from a week-long trip to europe golfing man uh went to the uh mega masters out in switzerland uh and then i finished i finished the week in london playing some golf and kicking it with my people so it was a crazy trip but it, it was good but we back trying to get back on the pacific standard time zone bro you you are always on the move bro every time i look up on the ground or something man you somewhere playing and doing something man how, like how did you get into the game uh, so it's like a double answer i started playing as a kid my dad liked to play wasn't really good but he liked to play so he would bring me out to play with him and then when I got in, got into high school, my next door neighbor had, have you heard of the Atlanta Athletic Club in Atlanta? I think they've had yeah, a PGA championship there. Yes, sir. My neighbor had a membership there. So in the summers, uh, we would go over there and just run around the par three course, getting in trouble, just hitting shots and doing that. And I enjoyed the game. Went to college. You know, obviously the clubs I was using was my pops clubs. So I never played. I played one time like one time in Orange County. And then I got to the league and I was trying to be like Swish in the off seasons playing basketball. <laughs> and then one day one of my boys like twisted his ankle up bad and they like got rid of him. And I was like, you know what? Not trying to do this anymore. It's been a long day, time for a long drink. The finished drink. Proud sponsor of the Par 3 podcast, Long Drink. Get yours at longdrink.com. Cheers. So going into my third season, I was trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? And then one day, uh, Tony Romo, he had like a fresh set of irons just sitting in his locker. And then I went up to him like, yo, like we should play golf sometime. Mind you, I haven't played in a while. I didn't know how good Tony was. Obviously we know Tony's a really good golfer. And like, he looked at me and was like, bro, I never play with you. Like you don't play. (laughs) <laughs> and that was that was just the motivation I needed. Like just the way he kind of said it. You know how we are. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're competitive. Like what? Like, like you ain't gonna play with me. And then, dude, as soon as as soon as that happened, 
I went on Nike Elite, bro, ordered me some clubs, started getting lessons, and that was it. That was so that was twenty sixteen. I was twenty six. And so now I'm thirty three. So that's that's the long winded answer. It's funny because I I I, I kind of wanted to start the show off like that, but I, I wanted to switch it up and let Steve bring it in because I know the long winded answers it comes from <laughs> a very very long round of golf with you, brother. Because I want you to know you are the slowest person that I play with. That's a professional athlete. You are the slowest golfer I play with as a professional athlete. Hey, you know what? Not, we you know what? Put you on the clock. I gotta accept that now, cause you know everybody say that. You know what I'm saying? Like no, everybody say, everybody say that. Like when my boy, when I, when I be talking to my boys, they be like, "Bro, you take forever." I'm be like, "Bro, but you see what I'm doing? I got the camera, I got the mic, I got all this stuff. I'm by myself. Like I'm a one man army. Like what y'all think I'm supposed to go fast? Now when I now now you can say this when I line up, when I line up and address. You know, it's about 15 seconds, but you know, it probably take me a minute to get out the car. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm just kind of, I'm trying to make sure my camera on point. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I ain't even going to argue with that. I ain't even going to argue you, with that. Do you play quick if you're not filming? For real? Oh, if I'm not filming, I'm moving. I can move. <laughs> JR might not believe that. Oh, I don't think but so. Every time, but every time, but every time I play with Swish, every time I play with Swish, we've been on camera though. Yep. Oh, he's recollecting over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got Florida, Turnberry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Turnberry and Bandon. Every round was on camera. We have not played other than that. Okay, and you know in, it. In the same group, yes, you're right. Yes, you're correct. Correct. How long that round taken, Bandon, when you two played together? I mean, probably like a four and a half. I, 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 I don't know if we finished. <laughs> ah, here you go. <laughs> here you go. And it's on camera that we finished. Here you go. <laughs> No, but the thing about Bandit, though, like, for one, it was a hike, boy. We was out there. Up and that down. Was a, and that wind was blowing, man. Once you, like, it's a long day out there, Joe. And you know, and you know the uh, the dudes that sit on, like, every other hole or whatever, they be talking reckless. You remember when he was like, you need to play faster. And we were like, we right behind the group. He was like, play faster. I was like, man, you know, boy. <laughs> Man, you ain't my pops, man. I got two kids myself. Don't be talking to me crazy. You feel me? Like uh, your boy Schroeder said to his coach. Hey, I'm oh, a grown man. man. Hey, I'm a grown man. Don't be, hey. 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 I'm a grown ass man, dog. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Hey. What's your index? What you been playing to? So this summer, it's gotten a little worse. So I was in... So, y'all don't know this, but in the summers, I leave Arizona because it's too hot. So I went to Atlanta. We, my family, we went to Atlanta, stayed there for a month, and then we went to Texas for a month. And uh, I played a decent amount of golf. Um, I played with Jody Meeks a couple times down there in Atlanta. Um, you know, we went to high school together. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when I got to Dallas, bro, it was hot, like it was it was worse in Arizona, bro. Like I would, I would, yeah, I was shocked. I was like, "What?" And so I really didn't practice because I was like, "I'm not gonna do this. Like I'm not gonna be outside. Like I'm not in college right now. I'm not. I don't gotta do this right now. I'm just on camera. <laughs> I'm just on camera. You feel me? Like when I go off, I'm just on camera. So I don't have to be good every time I'm, you know, I'm on. Even right. though competitively, I want to be. So when I got to Dallas, uh, 
I did not practice. Like, I wasn't really hitting balls. I was just going to play every once in a while with my uncle, who I stayed with. Um, so it dropped. It got a little worse. So right now I'm sitting at a 6.9. Mm-hmm. And it was at a 5.9 at the beginning of the summer. So okay. with me, I tell people all the time, the summer is the worst kind of golf you're going to get from me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not really practicing. It's, it's hot where I'm at. And then once the, once the fall, the winter come around, that's when I'm outside more. That's when I'm getting it in. So I'm trying to get it to a four if I can by my birthday, which is in January. So I just got to, I got to, I got to log in some nice scores. I feel that, man. My my goal was to get it to a zero by my birthday. I was at 3.5. Now I was at a four. Uh, now I'm at a 3.5 at my birthday in two days. So that ain't going to happen. <laughs> mm. Mm. How, so, how are you turning? 38? Uh, yeah, I'll be 38. 38 right, special, man. baby. Hey, happy birthday, man. 19 Appreciate two times, 0.38 special. So I'm going two over. You know? I, got a, I got a question for you because maybe you can help me. So to get from, you know, the six, seven range where I'm at, two or three to four, what would you say that is? Because, you know, like when you're at a six or seven, like you can hit the ball, you can hit your shots, you right. know, you can put together a good round. But what needs to be more consistent, you think, to get down to – that 3.5, you know, two, four range. To get lower, it's, it's hitting fairways and um, and getting out of bunkers. But for, like, your range, I would probably say hitting more, just hitting greens. Steve, what you think? You know, you got to stop making doubles, for one. So whatever that is, like, if you spray a drive here or there, there's a double. And right. then you don't get up and down, you know. Just, so I think it's That's just a, a it's basically just stop making doubles because I know you make a lot of pars. I played with you, right? You make you can make birdies, you can make pars. Just make your doubles turn into to to bogeys. That's a good start because, like right. for mm-hmm. me, I have I have three four doubles every single time I play. I'm fighting. Right. I'm not. I'm six eight over just from four holes. And then I got to make birdies to get back. So, like, I'm in the same boat trying to go from five to scratch or plus two or something. It's not based off of, like, our ball striking. It's not based off of any of that. It's just it's hard to come back when you make two doubles aside. You're already at eight over and you're trying to get under six. So what are you going to make? Five birdies and shoot three over? You know, it's tough work. I think I heard Tiger say once that, like, to shoot 67, you got to make his his rule was like no doubles, birdie all the par fives, and uh, don't three putt. And if you do those three things, you got a pretty good chance of breaking par. Right, right. I, yeah, I hear that. I, yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's why where I'm at, Steve. Like, I'll have two or three sprays. Like, I could start off like, one or two under the first five. And as soon as I like say, oh, okay, it's like mm-hmm. next hole is a double or it might be a triple. Yeah. And then depending on where I'm playing and, you know, in Arizona it's Bermuda grass, right? So if I go play right now, for the most part, it's going to be slow, grainy greens. But then if I come up there by you or if I go to the Northeast and play, it's quick bent. You know what I mean? Like sharp bent grass. So, just dealing with the putting sometimes. I have a lot of three putts. I wish your boy was on because I want to call cap on him. Like he be talking about he don't be three putting. I don't oh, believe that man. at all. 
I don't believe that at all. Like, I wanted to call Cap on him because he talks about it so much and he talks with so much confidence. And I'm like, bro, you are definitely from the music industry because you are lying. You do, you three putt, my guy. You three putt. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Especially when you play from here. Yeah, like he be talking about all these not court. I'm like, bro, you three putting every once in a while. Ain't no way your proximity within ten to fifteen feet. But yeah, that's me. You know what it so, is though? I, I I had the same coach, so in his defense, he doesn't hit that many greens. So he's mm -hmm. chipping it up and then two putting for bogey. That okay. makes sense? So at oh, least yeah, that is I'll give you at least a little bit of the logic that like if you never hit a green and you're chipping, you're going to get it close enough where you can two-putt. If you're hitting yeah, four yeah, irons yeah, yeah. in, you might have a long-ass putt right, and three-putt. Right, so right. I think that's the just to, just to help a little with that situation is, is <laughs> that if you, uh, you, know, you chip it eight foot, you can two-putt, right? I was hoping Ben was on this today, man. I wanted to get at him. I wanted to get after B, man. Let me ask you a question. What's your goals with golf? Because I see you doing a lot of stuff with, with uh, doing your shows and channels and stuff. Yeah. Like, where you want to, like, where you see yourself in, in submitting, you know, what your legacy could be in golf? I decided to just buy a camera and just go to YouTube route, right? And then as as I've done that, it's developed into, you know, wanting to do Q&As on the golf course, you know, getting guys like Steve, getting guys like UJ. Um, you know, and Ben, if he ever gets on and interviewing them while we're on the course. How's the traction on the YouTube? Is the, the subscribers are going like I, up? I re, it, it's good. I revamped though. I revamped. So I was doing it all by myself at first. Um, you know, and I did one with Jay. It went crazy. I've done a few that went crazy. Um, I got up to like 30,000 subscribers. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this by myself. Like, I would rather have. Like how y'all got, you know, I would rather have two of my homies with me and doing the same thing. You know what I mean? So if one day I may not have it, Steve, you might have it today or Ben might have it today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I started a new group that's on my channel right now. And if you go to my page, which is Bryce Butler or whatever, you'll see like the last eight videos has just been us. So I got my boy Silly and I got my boy Cameron and we just act out there acting a the fool on the golf course. And the plan Who's with filming? that... You got right all three of you filmed? Right, yeah, right now it's just us. Um, so how long is that? How long is that round take? Three people filming and golfing. It's actually, it's actually <laughs> quick. It's, that's a great question. It's actually better because it's not just me. It's not like I have to just do everything, right? So everybody has their own camera. We got the GoPros and the carts. Yeah. Um, so it's much easier on me on a lot of different ways. So the plan with that is like obviously start a group. You know, it's th three black dudes. Jay, you know, there ain't no black dudes doing it really in the YouTube space. No, facts. Um, so we figured we can hit that market there. And then with me individually, I'm still going to have my interviews that I'll post on the channel as well. So I just did this crazy interview with one of the beginning guys at Coinbase, um, and it's going to go up soon. So the goal is to just continue to do that. And, you know, maybe I have a job on with Sports Illustrated or somebody and kind of do that and continue to be able to do what I'm doing on the side here. And I, I, I angel invest. I do real estate as well. So I got stuff going. But right. as far as, like, the fun stuff mm -hmm. is this is what it is for me. It's a smooth way to, to you know, to get your lady to get you out the house to, to do what you yeah, want to hey, do. Hey, hey, let me get about the house about <laughs> five, get six about hours. Your way, baby. It's I cool. got you. 
the house is messy. I'll get out the. We get about your way real quick. <laughs> yeah. I got you. And, I'm bring, and guess what? I'm gonna bring a check home with it too. I one hundred percent. What about when you're going to the golf course? Is it difficult to get? Some, I mean, obviously, some courses are impossible, but like with us, we shoot a lot of content, you know. And and one of the hardest parts of my job is just getting permission to shoot on golf courses that don't right. look like goat pastures, you know. It's like right. picking models and designing is one thing, but it's tough for us to get on courses. Do you have what's your secret? Yeah, man, it's been I've been good. I've been blessed to be able to film on some really nice courses. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It's I think it's how you talk to the people when you tell them you're coming to film. Like y'all was laughing at earlier, it's just me or it's just my other two guys. Typically, when you have like a production team, they might not like that. You know what I'm saying? But like, they'll never tell you you can't use your camera. They'll never tell you you can't film, right? They'll ju they just, sometimes they get a little iffy because there's been times where I got no's, right? Like, you tell them, hey, like, we're going to come shoot some content or whatever. And they're like, hold on, what does that mean? And then when we get there, like, they've already said no. But when we get there, they're like, oh, like, you just got the camera? Like, oh, we would have let, we would have cleared that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, you still got a chance to clear it before we <laughs> go out here to T-Box number one. You know what I mean? But you know me, just, I bring, I bring Nico with me. He puts his cameras in this golf bag, book of force. You know, we did it in yeah. spyglass. It's like, yeah, just tee 100%. off and don't let them see it and keep going. Yeah. That's mo mainly part of the secret, bro. Just go do it. If they come tell you, you got to get off, you just respect what they have to say. You know what I mean? But, Go do it, bro. Like I'm not apologize later. We, yeah, apologize we, we later. We're, we're we're all changing the landscape. We're all a piece and a part of changing the landscape of what golf looks like. Obviously, Steve, I met you plenty of years ago now, but you know, you were kind of like the first guy that it was like, dang, like this don't really look like how golf, how I thought golf was. You know what I mean? Like the vibe, the the culture, the community around the game. So. That's that's the way I, t I that's the way I look at it. I'm not I'm not asking permission. I'll say sorry <laughs> later exactly. if I need to. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But most of the time, right. bro, they don't care. It's a new it's a new age now, man. They know they know the content game is is what moves the needle now. It's not no offense, no shot or no offense at these golf magazines, but that's not really mo the move for our like our age group and younger. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's well, I know Steve, you about fifty, but yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. Like in the 30s and younger, a lot of people are still, you know, digesting. They're digesting now, like the digital media, as opposed to opening up a magazine and looking at ads that way. But the secret, you, know, I didn't tell you the secret. The secret is just, I, I just use my friends, man. I use my network. You know, like, hey, if we come up here and go here, like, do you think, you know, we can get on and film? Bam. And most of the times, it's a yes. It's like, just keep that shit low until we get on the fairway of the yeah, first right. hole. Yeah, right. Matter of fact, go crazy. Matter of fact, on hole one, I ain't even bringing it out. We bringing it out on hole two. Exactly. When we get away from the clubhouse. That's hey, what happened? I got a question. You smell it after you get off the... You know? Nah, you gone. Yeah. Hey, you gone. Your shirt tucked in. Gucci. It's Gucci. Hey, you what happened go. with uh, when you had Q on the show? What happened uh, with the with the money? Y'all uh, gambled or something? When I had Q on the show, I whooped him. <laughs> what happened? When I had Q on the show, when I had Q on my show, I whooped yeah. him. How much? We didn't pay for money on the show, but I whooped him. And then, and then I went, I went, I went to Calabasas, and he got me four thousand. So Q, I know you, <laughs> Q, 
Q, Q, I know you've been, I know how you are, Q. When you go dark, you in like CD mode, LP mode, EP mode, you know, whatever mode. But I, I hear, I've been seeing your ads. It's, it's done. I need that rematch. I didn't appreciate having to give you a thousand bones when you was driving a Wraith. I didn't, I did not appreciate that. I felt like I needed more of the money. He got, he got me at that. We was at Calabasas. Appreciate giving a thousand. <laughs> he was driving the race. And I had to, hey. And he had he was following me to the Bank of America, too. I was like, dang, he ain't on my back. I'm like, he in the rave. I'm in a rental. I'm in a Camry. Man, this dude. I can't demo you, dog. Uh, yeah, right? That's what he said. I don't got Venmo, man. I don't got Venmo. I'm like, nigga, you got Venmo. Yeah, you know, somebody you got, got something. cash out. You got something. something. He followed you to the bank. <laughs> yeah. And he was wearing a sombrero hat. Man, oh, I was high. He was looking trash, and he beat me, too. My game was bad at that point. What's the best part of your game right now? Um, The best part of my game right now, I would say, is my iron play. I've really been grinding on my irons this summer when I've been seeing my coach, when I've been coming back to Arizona. And seeing my guy Andrew um, really been grinding, like basically broke it all the way down to my footwork, um, how far I'm standing away from the ball. Cause I, you know, I got long arms, I got long limbs. Mm-hmm. I was standing real close to the ball. So like I was always kind of sucking across it. Right now it's feeling really good, dog. I'm hitting the ball really flush, finding the center of the face. Um, now, and before that, I had my driver working. Now I'm kind of, with how you know, obviously the, the driver is uh is longer than the irons or whatever. So just trying to find that middle ground with you know all my new stuff going. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, my game's been good. I don't practice putting in the summer, so I can put twenty eight putts in a round or put thirty eight. It's just it is what it is. Like you know, obviously I'm working on something, and what that is is my swing. So if I'm if I'm out there playing with y'all right now. Basically, when I'm what I want to take away from is like, okay, the ball striking is there. You know what I mean? I'm not really worried about everything else. I, obviously, if we're playing for money or something, I don't want to lose it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm gonna come away from it like <laughs> I'm gonna come away from it like, hey man, I was striking at the end of the day. Like we still moving in a positive direction. Jeez. I just gotta, I just gotta wait for this weather to die down <laughs> so I can put. So I can put these, put these, put these joints in for about five, eight feet. You hear me? Hey, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. But Jay, man, let me ask you a question, man. What's up? What, what's going on with, uh, how's school going, man? How's the, the competition base? Man, how's everything going, back. man? It's, it's slow right now, man. Um, because I, I see you got the printer in the background. You was making sure you had paper in the print. So I know you had study hall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know oh, you get it in. You know, I got these two classes, an environmental um, studies class, a uh, liberal arts class. Yeah. And it's like a pretty much, it's pretty much like art history, but black art history. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And give me a lot of perspective and rejuvenate me back into like the, the book side of it, but from the, from the, the athlete side of it, man, we got nine dudes. We got eight dudes now before we had like five. So Ooh, now, the, you know, the competition is there. And right, they, right, right. they, and then we got what, three juniors are transferred in and they hungry and they, yeah. they got experience. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And we got a new coach, so he coming in with a lot of experience from with the PGA uh, in Frisco. Had some success there, and now he in a spot to where he's saying he want to make A&T, you know, a powerhouse school. So the people who are going to be coming in, everybody going to be able to play. So it's either you got to right. get better or get out the way. <laughs> and how do y'all do it when y'all go into tournaments? Is it like a fi- like a starting five kind of like that get to play, or does all eight or nine get to play? So some schools do like an A team and a B team, mm-hmm. just so everybody get experience or, or mm-hmm. a tournament experience. You know what I'm saying? But uh, for the most part, it's qualifiers. So mm-hmm. you have in the previous two years, we they did it where you have qualifiers where you have five spots. So if you got seven. Say you have seven people, five people qualify, and then they go in an order in a row. And then depending on where you, how you finished in that tournament, it depends on where your seed is. You, the first two normally get a lock spot for the next tournament, but everybody in the bottom three have to requalify and everything else. Last year, it was like so up and down. Everybody was like, literally, this person was playing really good, and then the next tournament, he was at the bottom, and the next two was, you know what I mean? So right. it's a it's a dog fight, man. It's a dog yeah. fight. And then it ain't like, you know, you know, you play with your boys, and it's way more freelance. This, you grinding everything out, every mm-hmm. single putt you making, every single drop, every, like, there ain't no, oh, damn, bro, come on, man. Nah. Nah, you gotta play right. <laughs> you gotta call. Nah. You gotta call a rule official, right? Right. Which you, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I try to explain that to to people who consider themselves like competitive golfers because they play for money and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, it's not the same. Because you telling me just because you can go out here and clean up uh, and win 500 off a dude who's a zero, but he's still giving you shots. You know what I'm saying? Like you, right. you can hit it out of bounds if you want to, but trust and believe you're gonna read T until you run out of balls and you go DQ. <laughs> and that score that you normally talk about, oh nah, that score that people walk around at the country club, oh nah, I shot 72. That 72 is really like a 77, 78. Yeah, like for real. At some point, one of your homies gave you something. I'll give you a putt. Yeah, I said. I say that all the time. Yeah, a little chip here. You literally plan everything out day after day after day. Like dog, we in practice rounds, and they literally have a mentality that they in the tournament already. You know what I'm saying? And that's like for me, it's like damn. Where you compete for? Where you compete at? Like I'm over here trying to get ready for a tournament. They already at the tournament getting ready for. I mean, it, it just feels different. Right, you like man. I'm used to my shoot around. I'm just getting up a couple free throws because I'm right. just coming in from the club last night. Right, and, I, and <laughs> they, I'm getting they, my free throws. Up. They on it. There's basically three ways that uh that I think you can play golf, and they're like three different sports. So I play three ways. I play my favorite is just to do what uh, Bryce was saying, which is just try to hit the ball, try to hit good shots, don't keep score, and and that's one way. And then the other is match play. In the other stroke play, and there's a big ass difference between match play and stroke play. Like I'm a really, really good match play golfer. I'm not great at stroke play. I don't even do it hardly, you know. So it's like right. I don't really like the stroke play. Or if there's like a, a if someone's a scratch golfer, I feel like I could beat them easily in match play. But I know damn well mm-hmm. I can't beat them in stroke play. 
Someone could right. be a plus three, and I think I could beat them no strokes in match play. But when it comes to stroke play and the difference is, it's like I make three, four doubles. Yeah, I may make four or five birdies too, so I'm deadly in match play. But right. if if those doubles, I'm just saying doubles. That shit might be a quadruple really. You know what I mean? Yeah, so out, in stroke play, stroke play I could shoot 100. People say, what, what's your handicap? Blah, blah, blah. I say, I shoot between 67 and 87. Like, that's it. If I'm going match play, I could barely break 90. I mean, stroke play, if I'm hitting the ball bad, I mean, I played with you over at uh, Spyglass, Bryce, and I hit the ball bad at Spyglass. Like, I don't think I broke 90. Yeah, I mean, that's just that. how it is. You know, you right. keep hitting it in the rough every hole, hit a couple out of bounds, mm -hmm. pissed off the whole time, don't get up and down, three putt. Shit, you barely, you're lucky I didn't shoot 100. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next time day. I play, I, I, I I'm good again at the preserve right. the next day. That's how I be. That, that's why, like, I commend a lot of the golfers that go out and play in like real tournaments, like real sanctioned events, because, bro, it, like, you gotta be like, it's not like I don't want to discredit who because I didn't play at your level, but like, the thing about who that it seems like that differs the dichotomy is like. If you're in a like seven game series, you can win the first two or whatever, and then if you lose the third game, you like ah, whatever. And golf, like you pretty much have to be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's not like and it's not like a boxing round or a boxing match where you can feel like you won the first four and then take five off, right? And then like just try to like move around the whole round. And then if he catch you a couple of times and wins the round, 10-9 round, oh, okay, I'm good because I'm up four already. It's like, nah, like, you can't go out there and shoot 65 one day and then have Scotty Scheffler sitting behind you and then you shoot 77 the next day and then think the next two days you're going to shoot lights out and win the tournament. That don't happen. You know, it don't happen that much, you know, so – Y'all, y'all boys got it. Y'all, y'all got it. It's tough out there for y'all because y'all shoot. I think the only way I can sum sum it up is like you have to be a humble killer. Yeah. Like you have to be. You have to have the humility and the humbleness of the for the game. But at the same time, you you have to be a steady killer on everything. You have to go out there and try to hit shots because you can't play it safe. Right. But you can't be too aggressive. Right. I got a question. Another one. Another one. I'm 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 flipping the interview right now. For you, Jay, do you think, do you think, and you have kids, so I think you can kind of like feel what I'm saying. Do you think your age may hold you back when it comes to the game from a standpoint of like the I don't give a flip mentality or, or like the confidence? And what I mean by that is this. When you were young and you was hooping, like you didn't care who was in front of you. I'm going nah. to get off on him today. Like, there was just, like, a, a, a fearlessness, right? Like, if he's in the lane and I got a couple – I got momentum, I'm raising up on you, and you better hope you jump high enough because I'm a yam on you. You right. know what I'm saying? But then, you know, as you get a little older – I'm not saying in basketball, but, like, as you get a little older, you start to factor in a lot more things, right? Like, I'm 35 or 34 right now. I might not be able to jump over this dude and fall on, the, on my back and be okay tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So you might right, not right. do it. Now I might, now I might try to lay him instead of like dunk on him. Cause I don't want to, you know, so yeah. would you, would you say, you know, when you look at those younger kids, cause I'm sure they're all 18 to 21 
Oh, yeah. Do you fit? Do you see it? Do you see a difference? Like, do you see that they have a little bit of fearlessness on a shot, and then maybe you be like, ah, like I don't know, like I don't, I don't want to chance this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, for them, it's not even a thought. Like the things that I think about or, or that comes into play for me, they don't even think about. Even like you got to think of like for, for them, they've been doing it for 10, 12, 13, 14 years. I've been playing basketball since I was three years old against five years old, five year olds. So that time between I was three and 18, hoop was my thing. That was all I did. So I can tell you how to do that better than I can tell you how to do anything. So I was, in my mind, I was already like, in a sense, like apprentice to be a master of that. And that's how I feel like them, if they stay on that pace, if anybody, if you stay with it that, for that long 20, 30 years of playing at this high level, like you're, you're going to have mastership and feels and different things and, and thoughts of the game that nobody else is even going to drastically touch. Like, right. and it's funny because I, I look at some of the videos that Tiger is, is talking to. And even like the one he was talking to chef about the divots, about the divots. Yeah. And he was like, yo, why you don't take divots? He's like, well, why you take divots? He's like, bro, like, bro I, I've done this so much. I don't need right. to take different. I know how to do I know exactly how it's supposed to feel at every point in time. The smallest thing it feels off. He, that's how much that's how much he's done it. That's how much time and energy and effort he spent on that range of doing it. So to him is what do you what do you mean? Why would I think about that? So that's so that's how the kids are like. Why would I think about the water right there if I can just hit my a seven iron and flight it and do it? Like that's how they think about it. And like, right. oh, water, what water? And then yeah, they're really right. good at the short game too. So it's like, and if it doesn't work, I'll just get up and down for par. Good. And yeah, fuck. and worse than worse, if I hit it too far, I'm in the back. I'll just chip it down and right, right. you know, if not make that. Or like a par five, it's like, should I go for it in two over the lake? It's like, well, even if I hit it in the water, I'll just drop up by the lake and get up and down. So it's two in the water, right. drop three, four, five, no problem. Right. It's a par, right. but you you you're risking a par for the reward of an eagle. It's right. a very easy decision. I'm looking at it like, listen, I just want to chip this thing into like ten feet, and then you know, hopefully get up and down. They want to chip it into a foot, or, or if make not, it. make the chip. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, no, no. There's no, at, at no point, and it's hard because I mean, you hear so many people, like, especially beginners, will hear so many people like, oh, golf is a game of misses. And it's like, okay, you, no, it ain't. You just got to know where your miss is, where you're going to hit it out of bounds at. If I know, right. I if I swing like this and this is going to go that way, bet I'm, I'm going to aim all the way to the left or right. whatever, or just hit a different club. I just played last weekend for for two three rounds with my boy Willie Wilcox. The difference between like him and 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 me is is you wouldn't tell much of a difference. Now he's like a plus four handicap. He played PGA Tour for four or five years. He's he's as good as it gets. He he pulled his iron on number one at the preserve. You guys have played it, so he's just in jail, right? Blocked out two hundred yards. Got to hit it under a tree. So he takes a six iron and hit like a hundred and fifty yard low hook, and it hit on the front of the green and rolled up like four foot, makes birdie. So he goes from being in jail to making birdie, and then he did it, did it again on sixteen. He was behind a tree, had this downhill weird shit, and there's a bank in front of the green. He's like, "Nah, this is easy. I'm just gonna hit a seven iron low." almost skull a seven iron as hard as I can into the bank. It's going to bounce twice and release up to the hole and just does it. 
So, like, the fact that the good players can go from jail where, like, I'm making double to still making birdie, it's like that's the difference. So if you take three times, you hit a bad shot, going back to how do you score, Bryce, it's like you hit three wild shots and then you end up making double or triple where those pros hit three bad shots for sure. They they definitely hit three bad drives around, but they're still like, okay, I'm still making birdie. That's where their brain's at. It's like they're not thinking, oh, I'll just try to fight for a bogey right now. It's like, no, 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 I can still hit under that limb, screaming rip hook into the front of the green and let it trickle right up, and I can make the 10-foot putt for birdie still, so I'm not out of it. Where right. we give up too quick. It's like, ah, damn, I blew the drive in the woods. Like, I'm fucked. Another shot. double. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, it's like, right. just write it on the scorecard. Another six. <laughs> Mark me down. That, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. I mean, it makes me even feel like I need to go to the range and, like, practice them shots. Like, this, just them low screamers. Because I, I be needing it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> hey. I be needing them screamers, dog. And so, I don't be having them sometimes. I be trying them. I be like, dang. That confidence JR's talking about, like those kids, they don't, you know, when I was looking at him about to hit that seven iron skull and hit it into a bank in the front of the green, I'm thinking like, if it goes one, two foot too high, it's going to hit the green and I'm going to lose the ball in the, over the green. You know, right. so it's like, he didn't think like that though. He just knew he was going to hit that bank. And if it hits the bank, it's going to take all the power and speed off of it and let it trickle up to the hole, make birdie from jail. You know, so that's some very impressive shit. And it's like, uh, if you don't see the bunkers and you don't see the, uh, the, the, the lake and all you see is the flag, it changes things a lot. When you start looking at the bunker and you looking at the lake, it's like, oh shit, you're going to hit it in the bunker. Steve, what's been popping with you, man? How's the business, man? Where are we at right now? What country are we in? We in Budapest right now? Where, where, where are we opening I'm going, next, I'm going to Dubai and got a whole <clears throat> beautiful situation there. And then obviously Southeast Asia is cracking. Uh, Korea is doing really well. And um, Japan and looking at a lot of other, you know, countries in Southeast Asia, et cetera. And I'm, I'm super excited. Someone told me a long time ago, my man, Mark Wirtz, a wise man will focus on the triangle for golf. All the money in golf in the future is going to come from Northern Africa, the Middle East and Southeast Asia, because Europe, there's no more room to build courses. The United States, you know, they're not building a ton of golf courses, but like uh, uh, Nick Faldo is designing, you know, 25 golf courses at one time and they're pretty much all in morocco saudi Mm -hmm. dubai southeast asia malaysia thailand like those are the people that are popping one last question for the hell of it what's your favorite and the least favorite club in your bag my new favorite club right now is my two iron, my Nike VR Pro two iron. I got, so I'm playing all artisan right now. They gave me a, a two iron, like that old Tiger Woods VR Pro, and that thing is money. I love it. Hey, man, tell them I need the three wood, dog. <laughs> I need that yeah. old vapor three wood, dog. No, they got them. You got to go in there. I need if, that. If you want a wood from them, you really got to go in there and smooth them for it because they got them. They got them, but, you know, they don't make them, but they got them. I need that. I need that. Uh, so I would say my two irons, like my favorite right now, 
because if my driver's not working, I'm just I'm just pumping that thing like 250, 265, 275 rollout. Uh, my <laughs> least favorite, my least favorite right now. You know what? The one that I would say we go up and down is my driver. You know, some days, some days I'm gonna have it, and it's just gonna be like an afterthought that is money down the pipe. I ain't missing shots. And there's other days where it's just like, God dag, I can't hit, I can't hit nothing. It'd be like that, bro. It'd be like that. I can't hit nothing today. Like, everything else is pretty good, but I would say it's my driver, dog. It's my driver, dog. Welcome to the rest of your life. Yeah, so Bryce, we want to have you back on again in the future. Yeah, keep you sure. keep you close. You're the best. Thank you for coming. Follow, subscribe, click, share, and do all that cool shit. We'll see y'all next week. One hundred.